0: this country started a war. The enemy, illegal drugs, and the war is still going on. For ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. The Zika virus, now more than 30 cases detected here in the U.S. Flint, Michigan, and how its drinking water ended up contaminated with toxic amounts of lead.
1: Everything's a lie. It's all a big lie. What's up, everybody? My name is Tanner, and welcome to 1980 Now, a podcast for truth seekers and free thinkers. I hope you've all had a fantastic week, and as always, thank you for being here with me today. Of course, I have to say that if you enjoy this podcast, and if it brings value to your life, do me a favor and hit that subscribe button. And feel free to follow me on Instagram at 1980 Podcast to see interesting pictures, clips, and life updates about the show. Another way that you can support me is by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Five-star reviews help the show analytically and with the algorithm so that I get recognized by more potential listeners. Today I have with me my new friend Jake. He's an audio engineer and an avid traveler as well as a listener of the podcast. He also has an Instagram account called Indoctrination Camp that he uses to spread awareness and truth. Jake reached out to me about his recent travels through Europe and what the new normal is like over there. I thought it would be great to have him on the show to share his experiences with you all. So, Jake, how are you, man?
0: I'm excellent, Tanner. Thanks very much for having me on, brother.
1: Absolutely. So, introduce yourself to my audience. Let them know how they can find your content, what you're about, and uh, basically everything that you told me before we started recording.
0: Right. So. <clears throat> I got into the whole truther movement, maybe two, three years ago. Um, I was sort of primed for it with the, um, what, what got me into it first was the, uh, oh jeez, what's the 9-11 conspiracy? The big one there. Um,
1: uh, just the, the twin towers, the yeah, 9-11. Yeah, that's it.
0: Right. And then um, kind of went from there and. Um, so you're, and you're in made...
1: Canada. So of course it's a little, a little bit more foreign to you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Canada, not so much really goes on here, as far as the conspiracy world. Um, <laughs> right. But, um, but I was uh, inclined to to research further, go deeper into it. And um, definitely. So I, I sort of consider myself a uh, <clears throat> incognito truther. I, I sort of I do a, a Instagram account. It's not nothing too crazy, but I just enjoy uh, doing the odd post here and there. And and getting some feedback and conversations going, and, and seeing where where people's uh, heads and, and thoughts are at these days. And um, and yeah, and apart from that, I'm also a, a big big traveler. In the last um, five years, I've been to over ten countries, and uh, I, I love seeing culture and and people and meeting people and and you know eating eating food and uh, <laughs> street food especially. Um, And, uh, and, and that's sort of, I guess, why I reached out to you because with the recent experience of what's happening in the world, I was still inclined to travel. And, you know, I was kind of disappointed as to what I experienced, to say the least.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah. I, I can imagine, man. Um, you know, I didn't mention this before the show, but my wife and I are also avid travelers and... I've actually never been out of the US. I've been to the Virgin Islands, but you know, technically that's a US territory. Mm-hmm. But like I did mention, my wife has been all over Europe, particularly Spain. She loved it over there. Uh she loved the culture and um just said that it's it's just a beautiful place, a lot of beautiful people. So, you know, I've always wanted to do that, but man, I'm disappointed in how everything is going as well and I'm worried that I won't get to to do any kind of traveling in the future you know i mean whenever the the time my time allows for it my schedule allows for it or when i do get to finally travel to those countries there's going to be all kinds of restrictions and regulations and it won't even be any fun so um yeah i'm on board with that man i'm with you
0: exactly that that's the whole thing with the, the the restrictions is as i was uh planning to go um to to poland which is my nation, my nationality i have lots of family there so i i saw that the the borders were open at the time of traveling <clears throat> so i booked the flight and then as i was there i kept researching more and i noticed more were opening some were closing so it's like this smorgasbord of like what the hell is going on so so i i should say that i am lucky that i did get to do the the route that i i, I traveled um, I didn't get stuck anywhere. Things went pretty smoothly. So, um,
1: yeah, thank God apart, for that.
0: Yeah, but apart from that, I mean, you can see what's happening right now with with travel. You know, countries are opening and board, closing their borders day in and day out. So, and as far as what happens in the next, you know, six six to twelve months, you know, God only knows.
1: Right. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to um, Europe and foreign countries. I've just always been, my wife hates this, but I've always just been so content with where I'm at that, you know, I, I do want to travel. It's kind of like a bucket list kind of thing. I want to go to Europe. I want to go to Asia. I want to do all this traveling, but I just, I love Texas. I love my country so much that I'm just, I haven't had enough. I don't know. Nothing is pushing me enough to, to do that kind of traveling.
0: Um, so well, I'll tell you the jet lag does suck.
1: <laughs> right. Well, that just sounds miserable. I mean, my wife is telling me yeah, that yeah. she's been on 24 hour plane flights and for me, a four hour plane flight is just hell. You know, I just can't, right, right. I hate it. I get so, I, I just want to get up and stretch my legs and uh, I can't well, imagine my friend, 24
0: hours. <laughs> if you think a four hour plane flight, uh plane flight is a, is a pain. Could you imagine now wearing a face mask and oh my gosh, in some yeah. airlines they they tell you that you are not allowed to stand and wait in line for the bathroom because that's where the virus is.
1: <laughs> so how do they okay, that's a good place to start. Let's say so on your on your your, your write up that you sent me, you departed to Poland from Toronto, okay? So what describe the plane flight. You said that they you can't wait in line to go to the bathroom. So how do they facilitate bathroom? How how does that work?
0: right so w- when i departed um so I-, I will say in hindsight traveling right now if you do get a chance is actually pretty awesome because there's no lineups and the planes are pretty much empty
1: okay Because people aren't traveling very
0: much there is right absolutely now. nobody at the airports nobody. okay okay i mean quick the, the check-in was incredible like it- literally i just walked through there was there was me and some other guy um in toronto when i departed it was an evening flight like i was going down the tarmac and Toronto is a massive airport and you know, you know, the tarmacs that, that, have the, um, the moving, uh, uh, to the floor, right. So you sure, can sure. get through it quicker. It's probably like easily a kilometer long. And I was the only one in this thing. It, I honestly felt like it was in a zombie film or something. I'm like, this is so creepy. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, so, so getting back to the, to the bathroom thing, um, most of the, the, the few flights that I took. And the larger planes between major cities were pretty empty. So there was no issue with that. Uh, when I did have to fly within the country, uh, to take a smaller plane, like in Poland from Warsaw to, uh, to Wrocław, that plane was slammed. And that's where they, it was one of the smaller, like propeller planes, okay. and that's where they gave me the notice that, uh, if you wish to use the bathroom, you can't stand in line. You have to sit there and then I guess you run for the door when person comes out. I don't know. I didn't have to go. So I didn't really have to play that game, (laughs) but I'm not sure what the rules were.
1: (laughs) See me, I probably would have had like a cup of orange juice the whole time or something so that I I would be able to sip on it and not have to wear the mask. But then eventually I would have had to go to the bathroom. So I would have definitely been in that predicament.
0: (laughs) So let's keep that in mind. What you just said about sipping the OJ because I tried to play that game on a train ride oh yeah (laughs) right um so yeah so let me just uh follow up here um where was the thing yeah you can edit this out
1: (laughs) yeah well it was starting on september 7th you know you're going from poland to toronto so you said you landed in warsaw i don't know if that's what you were getting at
0: Right, right. So, so uh, to Warsaw, right. So when I land in Warsaw, right off the bat, the trip starts out with a bang because I approach the uh, the customs officer. He's like, "Why are you here, sir?" I'm like, "Just visiting family, tourism." And then he looks at me and says, "Poland isn't open for tourists." And I'm like, "Hang on a second. Did something change in the last seven hours while I was while I was in the air?" And then he looks at me and go makes a phone call, puts the phone down, and is like, "I'm sorry, sir. You can proceed." so another prime example of you know the clown world we live in where the left hand has no idea what the right is doing you know what i mean
1: oh yeah yeah
0: so i i was sitting there going wow you know this this should be uh interesting um so so poland overall i would say was pretty uh relaxed as far as the whole mask and um uh covid situation um in the bigger city i was in Wrocław, i didn't see everyone wearing it um i'd never wore it my family members were like you have to wear it you're gonna you're gonna get a ticket and i was like that's fine they can give me a ticket um and i went through several malls uh several shops uh and like i said there was maybe uh 40 to like 50 percent of people were wearing them um and a lot of virtue signaling going on so that's where you get the uh the mask on the chin right or like yeah pretty much hanging off your ear which is like i care but i don't i don't know what that really means
1: <laughs> dude i don't either i see that all the time and i'm like <laughs> do you believe in this or not I yeah. maybe maybe a lot of those people are like us where they are questioning the narrative but they don't want to get in trouble so they want to just have it You know, they don't want to get that ticket or that fine or whatever. So they have it on their chin or on their ear so that they can just say, oh, well, I was just, you know, I needed to take a breath of fresh air. I was, you know, smoking a cigarette, whatever. Uh, That's all I can imagine.
0: Yes. And that's another thing that gets me is people who, I I saw a lot of this, right? They're outside standing with their mask up having to smoke. And then they finish their cigarette, and what do they do? They put it back on. I mean, <laughs>
1: the irony of it to smoke. Not a only cigarette. are you
0: breathing in already your own exhaust, but now you're breathing in the cigarette smell back in. It's just yeah. unbelievable. It's I, so I can't funny. believe humanity has allowed, I just can't believe that humanity has um, handicapped their own breathing. Right.
1: Just well, and it's like when you see these super obese people riding around the supermarket on one of those carts. And of course they have their, their mask on. They might have a breathing tank with them too. You know, they're just nearly dead from obesity, but they got that mask on because they care about their health. It's really just so, like you said, it's a clown world.
0: Yeah. It's completely bizarre. It's completely bizarre. (laughs) I don't understand how people just, they, people just, they, they stop thinking they really have. They just, whatever the TV says, I will, I will do that definitely um, but yeah so so moving on um then i went to a, a couple of smaller cities ranging from about 30,000 to 80,000 in population and um it was pretty pretty good man i felt all right um like i said a few small shops here and there would be like yeah where's your where's your you know face diaper um <laughs> and uh and my my family and friends they would be like you you know you got to be careful you get a ticket and i asked them i said do you know anyone that has gotten a ticket they're like no so there's that whole fear thing of constantly being perfect or uh, propagated you know be scared you're gonna get fined be scared you know
1: yeah they they only need the illusion of the threat they don't have to actually enforce the threat and it reminds me i don't know if you've ever seen that m night Shyamalan movie called the village but
0: uh, if you, if you haven't, uh, you know, plus, what? I watched, I saw the trailer recently and I do want to see it.
1: Yeah. So I, well, I don't want to give away too much, but basically there is a perceived threat, which keeps, you know, it keeps this population of basically Amish people from ever explore going into the woods or and exploring, you know, in any kind of capacity. And so they just stay hunkered down in this little community because there's Again, if if I were to say what happens, it would give everything away, and I don't want to spoil it for any of my listeners. I haven't seen it, but man, I definitely recommend that movie because it is a parallel for what's going on right now.
0: Okay, okay, I'm 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 glad you brought that up because I did. It's an older film, right?
1: Uh, early 2000s, mid 2000s. Yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I just recently did come across that trailer, and yeah, um, yeah I I do I do definitely want to want to see that. And and yeah, and and that's like you just said, um, you instill fear into people, and you know they'll they'll tick like clocks. <laughs> uh huh. Um, so moving on, um, I decided to uh, hit up Prague, which is a be- beautiful, beautiful city, and it's the capital of uh, Czech Republic. Which I learned now pe- it's called Czechia. So okay, there's a little FYI for. Here. <laughs> yeah so so I took the train um from from Vrowa there. It was about a three and a half hour journey, and here I wanted to touch base with your uh, juice uh theory so I okay. did this yeah. on the train everyone was in a mask um, i you know i had I started with it hanging off my ear. I did the virtual signal thing, and when they were coming by with uh, the the uh, beverage cart, I, I got a tea and I did exactly what you did. I sipped on it for about two and a half hours Uh um and then towards the end of the trip someone approached me and started harassing me and i said well i'm still drinking and they're like yeah you've been drinking that for hours (laughs) so they were concerned that after you know two and a half hours they're gonna get sick so yeah um, so i said fine i'll I'll put this thing on and then at that as that happened which is totally weird sorry. Dude. Um, <clears throat> the, there was a collision, uh, a biker hit the train. And Illinois. yeah, we were stopped for a while. And, and, uh, the, um, that dude, as he was confronting me about this, um, the conductor comes on and says, we have a problem. And then as he's confronting, confronting me, that's when the conductor came on, on the train. <clears throat> and I thought, oh man, this can't be regarding my mask. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I totally thought this can't be happening, and then he and then he's like, no, no somebody somebody smashed into the train with their bike or something so it was it was just a really weird thing, so
1: <clears throat> that's crazy real quick did the guy or did the biker live?
0: Did they make it or they didn't say anything okay. um, there was a bunch of firemen and police there, and they were inspecting the side where apparently he hit, but nobody nobody had any information about that,
1: huh, okay
0: so sorry dude i got i don't know my voice is uh
1: going on no you're good man you just got the the covid that's all
0: (laughs) yeah yeah um okay so moving on so right so as i was in prague i um that was gonna be the end of my trip i was gonna come back to to uh, canada after but i was uh looking online for flights just for for the hell of it and i noticed there was a flight to barcelona for like 40 bucks or yeah 60 bucks canadian so i was like you know what i i gotta go man let's go let's go check it out so so i booked the flight um and then what they made me do in order to enter was i had to download some app now i have no idea if this was the tracking app um who knows I had to fill out just some random information, and then it sent me some QR code. And once I received that, when I landed at the airport in Barcelona, um, you know, they just scan here, beep, and off I went. And um, an interesting uh, thing that I learned before I even departed was that Spain, at the time of, of uh, this trip, was, is one of the uh, most heavily mandated mask countries in the world you have to wear it absolutely everywhere the beach nature walking down the street so crazy it's absolutely bizarre and i had second thoughts about uh going there i'm like i can't you know this is just i can't
1: tell me this because I, i should know this but for example here in the states the mask mandate and i'm sure you've i sound like a broken record i'm sure you've heard me say this but it's not an actual law it's just a really strong uh, recommendation basically from the state so what's it like in Europe I mean is, are these, is the mask mandate backed by an actual law or is it again just a really hard recommendation you know that can't actually be enforced
0: so that I mean I know I'm there's not... the
1: ticket stuff I, I mean it, I guess again but I mean people have got have been ticketed here even though it's not a law so
0: Right, right, so i I don't know the in-depth legalities as far as uh where that stands.
1: Okay. um
0: I didn't research that part, but, like I said, everyone was just uh same with in Barcelona, right, in Spain, you know you're you better put it on, you're gonna get a ticket, uh, and in Poland, you know like everyone's telling me you're you're gonna get this ticket um but as far as uh yeah the legalities of it, I don't know,
1: okay, yeah, no worries
0: um so so barcelona was once again you know i i i got there at night so only about half the people i noticed were in masks so i was like well this is whatever it's similar to to you know where i was where i just came from yeah um however daytime i wake up i go outside and everybody's in it like walking down the street sitting in the park uh on the beach and i'm just like where am i <laughs> like yeah what is happening here <laughs> Um, and it it was, it was honestly, it was creepy. It was creepy and really scary and just weird, just really weird.
1: Well, it it is bizarre and really quick, just, uh, you know, sorry to cut you off, but it's curious to think about how at the beginning of all of this, we had these, you know, nationwide lockdowns and it was like, you cannot go out. You need to stay, you need to shelter at home. You don't need to get out for anything other than groceries and you need to get in and get out, yada, yada, yada. But now it's like you can go out and you can do whatever you want as long as you're wearing this face covering. This like thin piece of fabric just turns the virus off somehow. And it's just so curious to think about like, what is the logic behind that? And, you know, it's also interesting to think about how. If everyone is wearing their mask except for you, then everyone should be protected, right? It's again, it's just so bizarre and it's so upside down.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and the whole narrative is that they're trying to push is that my masks, my mask protects me from you, and your mask protects me from
1: me. Or you from me, yeah.
0: It, it's right, it's, right. it's all convoluted it's, anyway. But. It's like what? <laughs> so yeah that's sort of what I, I saw a couple of main i think actually i saw that on your instagram right the morgan uh, morgan there uh doing that the mainstream tv commercial that was some some of his uh, yeah. copy that he read um yeah yeah um so so that was that was uh, strange and um but i i didn't wear it i mean i was like you know what i don't i don't care if, if these cops want to enforce this this apparent law or whatever it is they can give me this ticket they can send it to Canada I don't care and I just did my thing in Barcelona and I passed several police cars um, once one I even I was in an alleyway and he was coming towards me and like I was like all right let's do this and I just walked by him and they just kind of looked at me I looked at them and nothing happened so um yeah. so so the bigger in the bigger city I think usually the it's a little more relaxed as far as what, what goes on. But, but like I said, everybody else was pretty much following those orders and sticking to, to their, you know, to the mask. So.
1: Right. Well, in a lot of these videos that I've seen, not just from the U S but in Europe too, it's like, a lot of the policing of mask wearing has nothing to do with the actual police, but instead it's other civilian people in the public you know i mean it's just other customers at the grocery store or wherever you are it's someone with their phone out recording this person who isn't wearing their mask and trying to shame them for it so it's again it's interesting to think about how so little of this actually has to do with the government or police or military enforcing anything but instead we're enforcing it on each other you know our own fellow man
0: yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's sad, it's sad that, uh, they've sort of pushed, kicked the can down the road as you, as they say. And, and, you know, they're like, we're not going to worry, deal with it. Let, let's let the store store owners have the, have this, uh, confrontation. Right. Let, let's let them deal with it. And so, yeah, it, it's, it's just the destruction of humanity, man. Like I, yeah. I think it's, it's completely, uh, <laughs> unnecessary. Um, right.
1: So at this point, you're, you know, you're, you're in Spain and you're seeing people, everyone is wearing a mask, even no they're outside, whether they're in nature or on the beach. Uh, you said that you saw people jogging and exercising with masks on and sweltering yeah, the, heat. Wow. <laughs> this,
0: yeah. And, and I didn't see a lot of this, but I did see it. And they were older gentlemen. And I was like, you know, it's hot. It's pushing, you know, 25 Celsius. So that's probably, let's say, 85 uh, Fahrenheit. It's, it's still warm in in, in uh, September there yeah and these guys are running and exercising and then I also did um a, a nature uh, bike ride uh, when I was there and um lo and behold people walking down these nature trails win masks and I'm just like what <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> yeah you fresh air like there's there's just you and your friends like oh. anyways man it's just it was it completely blew my mind how programmed humanity can get because in canada and i'm sure where you're where you you are yes indoors people are pretty you know they're all wearing the mask but outside you don't you don't see this it's just not normal
1: and you do there's exceptions to the rule i mean i I have seen people riding bicycles in in the texas heat (laughs) with a mask on i've seen people walking uh you know on sidewalks and trails and at parks and stuff like that however i would say for the majority most people don't care about wearing them outside it's just definitely like you said inside
0: right right yes yes i agree i i have seen several people here but it's very very small whereas in 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 spain it was you know 99 percent, which is just crazy so um so yeah so from then from that point, I decided to, uh, I usually like to rent a vehicle wherever I'm at because it, it's the best way to see the country. And I just drove south along the coast. <clears throat> I didn't really have a plan. I just kind of Google mapped little cities I was looking at and I was like, well, oh, this might be cool to stay at or this one. Or, And uh, the first one I, <clears throat> I stopped at was Peniscola, which is uh, if, if you do travel, definitely go here with with your girl. It's, and I'll okay. recommend you the B&B you should stay at. It's absolutely epic. It's inside a historic castle. It's beautiful. It's like, the views are unbelievable. The beach is gorgeous. Um, But once again, my experience, this beach was a special one because not only is the mask mandated everywhere and it's a small town, population 8K. So you see everybody pretty much. They had a PA system on this beach. And every 15 or 20 minutes they would play the messages in three different languages, wear your mask, protect you and others. And I'm just sitting there on the beach going, what is happening?
1: Yeah, It's so dystopian. <laughs> you know, I, it's, it really is. It's it so is. dystopian. Like out of a movie.
0: It, it totally is like hearing commercials on TV and radio is one thing, but sitting on the beach in the sun and having a P8 blast this into your ear every 15 minutes, I was like, <laughs> Where am I, man? Yeah, just constant
1: brainwashing. They got to keep pumping it into uh, us.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and this town was, like I said, because it's so small, when I walked along the boardwalk or anywhere I went, it's just, I was literally the only one, the only one without a mask here. (laughs) And I was just like, this is, yeah, it's, people look at you like you have two heads. That's honestly how I felt. I felt very liberated yet like an outcast at the same time (laughs) i don't know i don't know how else to describe it
1: yeah dude i Uh, i I know the feeling trust me
0: (laughs) yeah 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 exactly so okay so uh moving along with my trip i uh i traveled south uh further to gandia a town of a population of about seventy thousand. uh Again, another beautiful historic town, uh, outstanding beach, absolutely beautiful beach, uh, probably one of the nicest beaches I've, I've been to, um, here, however, the mask is lifted on the beach. So you don't have to have it on the beach. However, as soon as you step foot on the boardwalk walk, you got to put it on. So uh, do they have people, people Were doing that,
1: do, do they have like, uh, you know, authorities enforcing that or is there just signs?
0: all i saw was signs okay. um and i did and i did sit on, on the bench by the boardwalk just watching people and i would say yeah 99% of people were as soon as they left the sand <laughs> on it came okay. um, now to to uh to follow up your question i i did have a small uh, altercation here with the cops it was in town um and this was sort of my first sort of uh meeting of the with the cops and they um there was sort of like a little festival going on with these drummers and it was really awesome and uh, i was just walking in in with the with the crowd and i i didn't have it on i had it in my pocket just just in case and there was a couple of cops that were following because these guys were like marching through the town center and uh, there's a couple of cops walking and this one guy in a segway and uh it was weird and then as i'm walking he I noticed him and he saw me and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah here he comes. And he's like, <laughs> and I see I'm storming over on his we just rolling towards me and I'm pulling it out. Right. And I'm just putting it on slowly. And then he's like, you know, sort of in broken English, like mask on. Da, 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 da. And I'm like putting it on and like, and I kind of just put it on, like not covering my nose. Right. And right. then he like stops looks at me, comes even closer and is like, put it on all the way. And he's like barking these orders. Like, up up pull your nose up cover your nose and i'm like holy shit i'm like is this your job like this is what (laughs) you do for a living now you don't have real criminals to catch yeah like it was bizarre so yeah i you know i put this thing on when he left i took it off so Um, what do you think would have
1: happened if you didn't if you didn't if you hey man are you there yeah, yeah, I think we got cut off there. <laughs> Dude, we did, we did, yeah. Um, okay, no worries. So it says it's still recording, so I don't know. I I really hope we didn't lose everything. But like I said, it's, it's doesn't look like it stopped recording. So hopefully oh. I still have all that audio. Um, man, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know no, no what's going on
0: uh anyways because i'm on wi-fi like maybe i should be on a wired connection
1: well i'm on wi-fi as well but it says that i have full bars
0: yeah yeah mine's pretty good down here like i got uh, i got uh, a router with some serious uh, horsepower so it's pumping pretty good in this house
1: man probably someone's probably listening to us and they're trying to uh they don't want this getting out there man that's what's going yeah. on <laughs> Well, uh, sorry, so to, to, I know exactly where we left off to, to pick back up. I was asking you if you thought that, that that cop would get would have got physical with you if you hadn't have put on your mask.
0: You know what, man? That's a, that's a great question. Um, I don't know what they would have done. Now that you mention it, I kind of wish I didn't put it on and see what would have happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, a, a, I take it would have been a bummer. Got... But...
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't think they would get <clears throat> physical um but you know he was so aggressive just because i didn't cover my nose who knows
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so it was um so that was sort of my first uh altercation with the cops okay um <clears throat> so after that uh, that town i moved further south to another um <clears throat> another cute little town by the name of Dania. Um, went to a couple local pubs where uh, it felt pretty cool hanging out with people there. And um, they didn't, they didn't harp on you for for mask or anything. They didn't care. They were just right on some good local food. Um, yeah. And then, and then ultimately, my, my trip south was kind of plan to meet up with, uh, with Alex Michael, who is the uh, conspiracy music guru, who I, who I uh, met uh, online a few months back, and uh, he told me that he, he lived in this area. So. And uh, let me tell you, wow, did he ever uh, pick, a, pick a beautiful spot? It's in Javia and once you get to that part of Spain, it's all massive uh, rock cliffs, you know, about two to 300 feet above the ocean. Okay, And there was this sort of uh, restaurant we met at and uh, uh, unbelievable views, man. Like you walk out and it's like, when that hits you, you're just like, wow. (laughs) Wow. I'm imagining Um,
1: stuff that I've seen in like Mission Impossible movies and stuff like that. Like when they're in Europe and I don't know, that's just what's coming to mind (laughs) or like James Bond or whatever.
0: And I mean, once you get to that part of Spain too, the weather is just always crystal clear. So you got, you know, bluebird sky, sun's out, you know, blasting and it's just, it's it's gorgeous. And, um, and Alex uh, uh, brought along with him, uh, Mike and Howard, two other fellow truthers. Um, and yeah, and we had a great afternoon and we just chatted and uh, had some delicious food and uh and it was just nice to be around uh like-minded individuals and just you know discussing all things conspiracies
1: definitely um, yeah
0: yeah um so it was great it was great and um
1: uh, <coughs> well, i see here on your write-up that you ended up having another small altercation with police what went on there
0: Right, so so this happened on my uh, on the day I flew out. I flew out of Valencia, which is uh, it's uh, one of the bigger cities along the coast. But uh, it's about three hundred kilometers south of Barcelona because I didn't want to go all the way back. So I flew out of there, and um, and this was weird. So I get to the airport, I check the car in. And then I, I go into the terminal and it's a pretty small airport. So the first floor are arrivals upstairs is departures. And, um, and everything is closed, like every coffee shop, everything. And I'm last lady, I'm like, can, can I buy some food? She's like, no, everything is closed because of the virus. There's some vending machines. And I'm like, really? Like nothing is open. She's like, nothing. You can only buy something from the vending machine. So I was like, wow. Okay. Weird. So, I just, I went to this vending machine and I just found a little spot and I just set up base camp because I had about two to three hours for my flight. <clears throat> and then um, that same lady about an hour later comes over and she, she in like broken English, is like, no sit, no sit or something like that. And she's like telling me to leave. And I'm like, why, why can't I sit here? There's like, the airport is empty. There's nobody here. And then she, and then she's like, points to me like wait something so i'm like okay so like 10 to 15 minutes go by and um and i i wish i wish i could have recorded this um but because i had my head down because i was filling out um, some forms to get on the plane um so so like right so 10 15 minutes and then i look up and there's three cops standing (laughs) so i'm confronted by these uh three cops and the one that's speaking a little bit of broken English is just barking orders at me. You get up, leave, you have to go. Da da, da, da da And I'm just, I'm like, okay, sorry guys. Let me grab my stuff. And then when I said, guys, he looks at me and he's like, guys, chicos. No, no, no. We officers. You talk to us like we officers. You know what I mean? And I'm just oh, like, my okay. Goodness. Okay. Like thinking in the back of my head, like this is what your job consists of now. Um, and, and this is the weirdest part about this whole incident was that what I learned after, which none of these, uh, you know, airport personnel or cops asked me was that you're not allowed to sit in arrivals, but in departures, if you're departing, you can go and wait upstairs, but nobody huh. spoke to me about that. You know, they just showed up and started yelling and barking orders, get out, leave. Instead of yeah. saying, why are you here? I said, I'm waiting. You know, I would have told them, I'm waiting for my flight. And they would maybe then said, okay, we'll go upstairs and wait. Because when I went upstairs, there was lots of people waiting. But in the arrivals terminal, there was nobody because I guess you're not allowed. But like I said, from my experience, all the airports are empty anyway. So it's just you know, bizarre, man. Like, I know that's not yeah. a big deal, but communication, I think, is important. Sure. So, and um, yeah, and I mean, all in all, the flights and everything went pretty smooth. There was no uh, delays. Uh, like I said, majority of the planes were pretty empty, so you have your your the whole road to yourself. Um, but I did want to quickly touch base on uh, the the last two days before I left Barcelona. I did a, a little thing I called my uh, smiling social experiment.
1: Sure. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So what I would do is as people were, as I was walking down the street or the beach or the boardwalk, whatever, wherever I was, as someone's approaching me, obviously in a mask, I would look at them directly in the face and their eyes smile and say, hello, hola, whatever. Right. And I'll tell you 50% of the people responded with hello, whatever. The other 50 literally looked away, Didn't want to, didn't say nothing. Some huh. even crossed the street.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's one of the saddest things that all of this has done. And I've said it over and over again. It has your, you can't trust your neighbor anymore. Your fellow man is dirty. They are sick. They could have the virus, you know, it's really sad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, And that, that to me was very, very upsetting because like I said, for me traveling, you know, apart from, from going and seeing the country, experiencing the culture and the people is probably like the biggest thing for me. Like, I love that interaction of talking to people and, 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 and hearing them and, and, and this it's like, everyone is just isolated and just, you know, no one wants to talk to you. Yeah. Stay away. Cause you're, you're contaminated. Stay away from me.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Right. Um, and another local, which I, I, met and spoke a little bit they they uh, they 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 were aware of of what's happening in the country and um and afterwards we were texting back and forth and and they actually messaged uh this this little insight for me and i'll read it for you and it's, it's really great <laughs> okay and uh, yeah and what she said was that uh in the news they lie a lot the televisions uh the television uh, networks are paid and controlled and this i really like uh, the wording here she said the vice president who is declared communist and who has been saying for years that the only way to progression is through a camouflaged dictatorship. So something to think about of of maybe what's happening in your part of the world.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I think that's that's exactly what's going on, but on a mass, you know, multinational level. It's this, and I've said it before, it's the totalitarian tiptoe. They have to move into more power uh, but they have to do it, you know. Disguised, they have to do it like she said, a, or that person. I'm sorry, said like a camouflage. They have to do it with a camouflage. So yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, so she was she was very open minded and well aware of, uh, of of what was going on. Um, however, in hindsight, my my first Airbnb that I booked was quite the opposite which uh which was a little bizarre so so if if people that aren't aware how airbnb works so you you're renting it could be a room in someone's home in someone's condo it could be a private apartment it it varies right um and in this case my first place i stayed at was uh was a was a, a shared flat so i was i had my own bathroom and i had my own room in in the place where the this girl was living um and it, it was really interesting because before I booked, she asked me to, uh, to basically lie because she said, my neighbors aren't very happy with, with me doing hosting, especially during these times. So if they ask who you are, just say, you're my friend or something. Huh. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's no problem. Okay. sweat at all. And then during my stay there, um, you know, we obviously spoke uh, a little bit about this master because I was just, I, I just asked her about it and uh, it was just a brief conversation, maybe 60 seconds. You know, uh, I said, well, I, she's like, well, you have to wear it. Da, 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 da. Um, And I said, well, I, I'm not going to wear it on the beach and things forget that. And she's like, you're going to get a ticket. I'm like, that's fine. They can send the ticket where they want. Um, and we just kind of chuckled and went along our way and that's really all that happened it was nothing serious and then after my stay she left me like this you know three paragraph review on on airbnb which had (laughs) very little to do with my um uh you know say my my upkeep of the room and respect for her for her uh her place and keeping things tidy but instead she went into the whole thing about how i don't care about people because i don't wear a mask and she went on all this rant and i'm reading this going like what what is wrong with you like such a hypocrite you know like you, t- you ask me to lie yeah. for you in case that happens and then you come at me with that and at the end she mentions that i did leave some garbage in a dirty tea- teacup in her room so <laughs> i mean the whatever whatever is happening right now is is on people's psyche it's it's scary man to say the least
1: oh it is it really is it's turning people against each other it's turning neighbor against neighbor and uh, man yeah i will dude i am so glad that i had you on because that was i, I really enjoyed that conversation because it, it gave me so much insight into what the world is like over there from firsthand experience you know you see stuff floating around online on social media and all that kind of stuff but it's interesting to see uh, or to hear it firsthand and you know something that crossed my mind as you were talking was how do how do people in europe fall for stuff like this so easily and i don't think it has anything to do with you know intellect or anything like that i think it's just it, European countries tend to be made up of high trust societies, so a lot of people there just can't they they just can't wrap their mind around the government lying to them or some kind of new world order agenda being pushed on them. They can't they just can't see that because it's a high they're high trust societies for the most part, and yeah, it's just really interesting to think about.
0: Hmm hmm. Um, especially in Poland, I mean, I remember when I was younger. Um, my grandparents and, and, uh, my, my aunts and uncles, they, uh, the news there was like religion. Like when the news comes on, you watch the news and it is whatever is said on the news is 110% accurate. There's absolutely no, uh, no discussion about, could there be something else like ever? It was just, the news was very important and it was, you know, always watched at home. Sure. Um. And, um, and actually on, on this recent visit, um, I, I kind of, uh, how how do they say, um, placed the, the, the truth or seed in one of my uncles, cause we were talking about the news and I kind of said that I'm like, did, did you notice they're always pushing the same stuff on the news? And he was like, yeah, I do notice that I'm going to stop watching this garbage. And I was like, good, good. <laughs> Heck yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's kind of where it starts a lot of the times is, just realizing that the world that is presented to us is a scam it's a lie and it's a sham so yeah that's definitely like i said a lot of times where it starts so man uh again that was such a fascinating conversation and i really appreciate you coming on the show and and sharing your experiences with me and, and with my audience man um we'll go ahead and wrap it up but Uh, let my listeners know, you know, again, where they can find you, where they can find your content. And, uh, just, if you have any final thoughts, uh, go for it, man.
0: Um, sure. So if, um, if anybody maybe plans on doing some traveling and have some questions, I'd be more than happy to answer from, from the experience that I had and from the knowledge that I can, uh, give you. So if you want to hit me up on my email, uh, jakechicinski at gmail.com. It's a mouthful. So maybe just throw it in the show notes. (laughs) I could spell it out, but it's, it's a long Polish last name, but it ends in ski. So
1: (laughs) yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. And as far as final thoughts, just be, be aware, just critically think. And I'll, I'll always remember there's, there's two sides to every story. And that's, that's something that I've always loved to do is, Whenever someone shows me something, uh, whether it be a conspiracy theory or whether it's something that's happening, like say, for example, we'll take a whack example that someone said, hey, man, there's, there's a place where pigs actually do fly. I'll be like, really? Well, why don't you show me, show me some literature or show me a documentary on it? Something. Show me something. Um, and I'll watch it. And then I'll watch the counter to it. And then maybe a counter to that, or whatever. But I always like to see both sides, and and I think that's important. That you should always try and do that. Don't just don't just lean one way all the time, you know.
1: <clears throat> Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's a that's a great great advice. And you already know I'm on I'm on board with that. I'm on the same page. If only people could just have an open mind, instead of just shutting down the whatever it is that confronts their bias whatever you know definitely uh definitely agree with that well man listen uh you seem like such a down-to-earth dude and again i really enjoyed having you on the show if you ever Thank come you. through Thank texas i know you travel a lot so if you ever come to texas hit me up maybe we can link up
0: Uh, hundred percent my friend because i've seen the east coast of the u.s but i've never been to the west so that is definitely an area that uh i i, I do have On my schedule so yes
1: well it's it's got its own kind of charm and it's got its own kind of beauty and uh i would say texas would be a great place to go during all of this stuff if you're gonna go anywhere because you know there's a lot of people wearing masks here of course because they've been manipulated just like everyone else but it's so relaxed it's so laid back and i'm sure you've heard on my show i never ever ever wear a mask and nobody gives me hell about it nobody confronts me um, i mean it ha a couple of times at the beginning of all of this you know, the shut or the after the lockdowns whenever the the mask mandates first came out but other than that people just they know better <laughs> you know people in texas are they stay strapped they have guns and you don't want to mess with the wrong person so
0: right right you guys in texas everyone's strapped
1: yeah oh dude open <laughs> the open carry is a thing here you can wear a gun on you know outside of your clothing on your belt so uh right it's wild so, so west the,
0: so the whole mask thing there um it, is it mandated like do you have to wear it indoors or is it optional
1: it, it no it's not optional it's mandated um but it's optional in the sense that well it's not a law that anyone can actually enforce so it's like
0: right it's one of those gray areas
1: it's a gray area yeah and, and so you know you can call ahead to stores or i mean like you really where i'm at you can mm-hmm. really just walk in anywhere and no one's gonna. No one's gonna say a word to you. No one's even gonna look at you weird. Really, I mean, every now and then, it's it's super rare. But if you were in a city, a more liberal city like uh, San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, or Houston, then you might be confronted. You might have some looks, and you know, whatever grocery store or restaurant you go into, they might give you some some trouble about it. So, I would say, you know. <laughs> Those are really cool cities to go to, but if you want to avoid, at all costs, any kind of confrontation like that, then definitely go to some of the more conservative towns. Uh, like, for example, where I live is Abilene. And, yeah, like I said, no one no one cares. I mean, there again, people are wearing their mask, but no one cares if someone else isn't for right, the most right.
0: part. Right, so, right. So, yeah, man. So it's kind of like before the whole mandate thing
1: yeah yeah basically
0: okay okay well i'll I'll definitely keep that in mind i think i think the u.s still has closed borders though so
1: see i don't even know i'm so ignorant to a lot of that (laughs) stuff so
0: (laughs) yeah i think you guys uh you guys are pretty strict with uh the whole uh scenario but uh but but you know, who cares? Really, every country just makes up their own thing. Like, like for example, Argentina is still locked fully. I know someone there that you can't fly in or fly out since it started. So they've been locked the whole time. So and when crazy. I, yeah, and I learned that after I left Poland, um, uh, they closed the borders, so there I couldn't have went back in. <laughs> huh. I wasn't planning on flying out of there anyways, but uh, but I. It's just that that's actually another uh, quick note. Uh, uh, to conclude that uh, make sure you you do uh, thoroughly research if you are traveling and have expendable income in your pocket in case you do get locked in some country and then you have to you know stay an extra week or two so make absolutely
1: sure that, great advice great yeah. wisdom and jake again thanks so much for coming on and sharing your experiences and feel free to reach out anytime
0: thanks brother thanks very much and uh yeah, all the best and hopefully uh we meet up sometime in the future
1: Definitely. All right, man. Well, hey, take care, and well, we'll we'll talk again.
0: Take care, brother. Ciao.
1: Bye-bye. All right, listeners. If you made it this far, thank you so much for sticking with me. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow me on Instagram at 1980NowPodcast. That's 1980 underscore podcast. And if you really, really like the podcast, you can support me by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts And maybe I'll read it on the show. And of course, be sure to check out Jake's Instagram account called Indoctrination Camp. And as usual, another really cool episode will be dropping a week from now. So be sure to stay tuned. Alright guys, y'all already know. I'll see you next time. Stay free.